The Chicago Bears' potential head coaching vacancy, which hasn't even been vacated yet, has already been listed as one of the most desirable head coaching positions heading into next offseason. We're going to talk about the reasons why that could be true or why it may not be true. We're also going to look at the offense admitting that they got a little complacent and how concerned should we be over that and some of the Bears with the most to prove as we head towards the end of the season. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content. So there was an article done by Bill Barnell, uh, who is actually Barnwell, I'm sorry, who is uh, one of, you know, he's, he's an NFL writer. He uh, wrote up an article on the uh, potential most uh, desirable head coaching vacancies as we head towards the offseason. And surprisingly enough, out of the 10 that he listed there, the Chicago Bears head coaching vacancy was listed towards the top of the list. And there's a multiple reasons why listed in there. We're going to go over that a little bit. I want to hear from you guys on how you feel about it. You can please sound off down below if you're on the YouTube side. If you're on the podcast side, you guys already know how to get your thoughts in. It's also down in the description if you want to do so. But one of the things that, or one of the several things that was listed as why this, uh, this Bears team could be desirable for a potential head coach heading into next year is the multitude of talent that the team has on the team and uh, uh, players that, that's on the team. And the fact that the Bears seem poised and ready to go, at least according to this article, are ready to be, uh, to make that leap and turn around into a playoff team heading into next season. It, it seems like the, the talent around that's, that's around this team is one that maybe people are looking at and saying, hey, there's a, there's a nice amount of talent here on the Chicago Bears roster. And if you have the right coach that can come in and get the most out of it, that you can then be looking at a team that you, you, you're going to be able to compete and contend for something, right? Not necessarily saying Super Bowls. We've got a long way to go before we even get into the realm of being able to get into that. But it just kind of brings home the fact that there is talent on this team. I've seen it. You guys have probably seen it in the comments. People kind of denying or, or doubting how much talent is really on this team. And the defense is a big part of that, right? When you look at around the NFL and you still have the, the Montef of defense wins championships and the Chicago Bears defense is a defense that you look at the bones of what this defense has especially since the addition of Montez Sweat and that alone head coaches are going to look at and say hey yeah we need some we, we we got some things that we need to improve on on this defense for sure we got some spots that we need to fill think people that need to go we got some questions around the Jalen Johnson and things like that but there's enough around this defense that you're at least stepping into where if you have the right defensive coordinator you're not too worried about the defense and then looking overall at the talent around the team and, you know, some of the young players, right? And then one of the things that also were talked about the most, and this is probably the biggest part of it, is the the cap space to go after free agents that this team does have ahead of itself and the draft capital and the multitude of decisions that you, you need to make with, that, with some of that draft capital and how you can get even more back. As a matter of fact, one of the only things that were listed as a negative for this Chicago Bears team for a potential head coach is the fact that they're probably going to have to make a decision quickly as far as what to do with that number one overall pick and that's if Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren don't kind of already have their 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 place in that going forward but that's really one of the biggest and only negatives that was listed on here for a potential next head coach for the Chicago Bears is they may want to avoid the kind of drama around what's going to happen with with the, all the different decisions and paths you can go with that number one overall pick but I think it's a good thing to hear that this this could be a situation where 
there are a lot of people who look at this Bears Bears team and this Bears vacancy, if it does become that, and say, hey, no, I feel like I'm the guy who can step in here and write this shit. Me, my staff, if I pick the right staff, I feel confident in what we're going to be able to bring out of what's here. And that's something that you want to hear when you're a fan of a team. Now, of course, people have their hopes of Jim Harbaugh, Eric Bieniemy, veterans like that. And that is something else that, you know, Kevin Warren, and when you look at Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, where are they going to go? Are they going to try to go an offensive coordinator to come in? Are they going to go kind of more of a guaranteed thing of, of, a, of a coach that's had success at the NFL level before, at least in a head coaching situation before? And so that's things that you're definitely looking at as, as far as that vacancy. But I do think that around the league, we're seeing that we're going to see or maybe even be a little bit surprised in is that more people look at this Bears position as favorable for a coach that wants to come in. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to want to come in and make changes, right? we got t- tons of things that need to be decided on. Jalen Johnson's contract, right? The, 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 the Justin Fields guys, especially if the guy, if the coach comes in, is not as high on Justin Fields. That's something that they may have to decide. Maybe some things that they don't want to kind of uh, have to worry about right away, but that is a decision that needs to be made. Again, you guys know how I feel about the Justin Fields situation, so I'm not going to keep reiterating that. I've been made myself very well known on that. But when you look at how this team has competed, right, the fact that they have, you know, uh, more wins than what they got last year. We got five wins so far in the season with a chance to push that up even more before we head into the, uh, into the offseason is that this is a team that has the bones, the, the, the bones of building a – or the foundation, I guess is a better way to say it, the foundation – of building a solid team that can compete for a playoff title. Now, again, it depends on how that that coach methodology and what they want to bring in here, what they want to change, but that defense is going to be a big sticking part even for an offensive-minded head coach. You got to think about it. If the Bulls do up the Bulls, if the Bears do go out and get an offensive-minded head coach uh to 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 fill this you, you got to look at it and say, "Hey, now uh, I I don't have to worry about the defense. I'm going to hire my defensive coordinator." I'm going to talk to Ryan Poles. We're going to see what talent we can get in here defensively. But that's something I don't have to worry about. I can focus on evolving, changing, and growing this offense, whatever the next step of that may mean. And so I think when you look at that around the Chicago Bears team, I'm not too surprised at the fact that we're listed as one of the most uh, favorable and desirable head coaching positions. And actually, a team like the Carolina Panthers, we're actually, even with all their young pieces, we're we're listed towards the bottom of that same list. And so when it comes down to it, we'll end up seeing where the Bears do go with this. I, for one, you know, you know, I, I don't think that there's really a big possibility of the Bears not changing the head coaching position, regardless of anything else. I think that we've seen now the writing on the wall when it comes down to that. I think that it's it's done. It's done. We've seen it. What it comes down to now is when we go into that and we make that decision, is it going to be an offensive-minded head coach? Is it going to be an offensive coordinator like Bobby Slowick from the Texans? You know, already seen what he's done with a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, the fact that he can build a solid enough offense to come in here. And again, regardless if you want to change things, then, of course, there's the top of the line people like Jim Harbaugh, of course, that the Chicago Bears fans are eyeing. But Jim Harbaugh actually has made comments recently that may point to him kind of deciding to go back to college football. But we'll end up seeing with that. But at the end of the day, yeah, we this season and last season, it sucked losing. Losing sucks. Having only eight wins over two years so far with, with three games left to finish this one, we'll see how far we can push that in. It sucks. But the future is brighter for the Chicago Bears. It just comes down to the front office making the tough decisions, making the right decisions out of those tough decisions, and then us having the right mix of players, coaching, chemistry, and other things to help ex- extend where the Chicago Bears team was this year. But let me know down below, is it surprising at all to you that the Chicago Bears situation is listed as one of the most desirable uh, head coaching vacancies 
if Matt Eberflus is fired, which I don't really think is much of an if at this point. I think Matt Eberflus is gone one way or another either way. But, you know, let me know what you guys think on that. But coming out of the last game and something I did not talk about yesterday, even in my takeaways from the game, was the, the, the offense, uh, players on the offense admitting that they got kind of complacent, lackadaisical in a way. And a direct quote here from Darnell Mooney. I didn't, I didn't like how we felt comfortable in the third quarter. Just lackadaisical and just conservatives. Everybody just happy that we were winning and just got to be uh, aggressive and continue to put their foot on the pedal and just go out there and punch them. Can't get too comfortable in the third quarter. That's what kind of bit us. Tried to switch gears in the fourth quarter once they scored. It's hard to do that. Then you had DJ Moore chipping in this. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a law in the third quarter. We didn't really have no explosive plays. I didn't even think we had more than four first downs. It was like a little law, and we can't uh, be like that going against a defense like that. Now, a lot of people have taken this concern to mean a couple of different things. Some people are looking at Luke Getze. Some people are even still looking at Matt Eberflus and having your team prepared. Some people are looking at Justin Fields. Some people are looking at the wide receivers for dropping passes, things like that. But at the end of the day, it's all correct. This offense, regardless of who's at fault or not, came out in that second half and played like they already had the game shored up. And that is a problem for a team that's won eight games in two years. You have not done enough to come out lackadaisical against anybody. You have not done enough to not come out and put everything out on the line. Now, don't get me wrong. The Cleveland Browns defense is a monster. And that's a defense that is going to get in your head. It's going to get you into a false sense of security, and then absolutely rip it away to demoralize you. That's what the Cleveland Browns defense does. That's what a great defense does in general. They were able to put their neck on a, on a team that thought it was thriving in the Chicago Bears and make us look like a bunch of fools. That's what happened. You can argue with it with your mama. You can't argue with it with me. It's the facts of the matter. The Chicago Bears came out, and the offense gave us a bunch of zero, and they were there was more than enough blame to go around to everybody on that offensive side of the ball. Justin Fields is not abstained from that. Luke Getzey's not abstained from that. D uh, Darnell Mooney's not abstained for that. DJ Moore gets a little bit of pass. DJ Moore is just a beast. But at the end of the day, I can't really think of any big plays DJ Moore fucked up. But nonetheless, everybody has it. And if DJ Moore is even saying we came out there in a lull and, luck and lack of day school, everybody got to eat that. And that's what it comes down to with this team is that I know now the last three games, kind of the expectations are removed maybe getting into uh, playing against a team that you're trying to keep your playoff hopes alive. Maybe the moment got to the Chicago Bears. Well, here's what I'm here to say to all of that. It doesn't matter. You lost the football game. Go out there and find a way to win. If we're trying to build this winning culture, you don't build a winning culture by assuming you got a game locked in with a half of football left. That is inexcusable. There's no way around that. And at the end of the day, you failed the fans, you failed yourselves, and you failed your coaches and ownership and everybody else. You failed everyone by coming out there lackadaisical. Yeah, we didn't have any explosive plays. I could say that the Cleveland Browns took away our chance to have explosive plays, but fuck that. You didn't get it done. And so as you continue to go forth and try to find a better route to be a winning football team, you cannot keep giving yourselves excuses. You can't keep coming out there lackadaisical, and everybody got to come out with a chip on their shoulder and realize until until you're in the final seconds of the game, ain't nothing shored up. You haven't done enough in this NFL to, to – to, to, and even with – listen, I love DJ Moore, but even DJ Moore, you ain't won enough at a high enough level to, for anybody to come out here like a day is going. I'm not saying necessarily he just said, oh, we got this, I'm good. But at the end of the day, you have to be locked in. And if you're not, you're going to get punched in the face. And that's what the Cleveland Browns did to the Chicago Bears. They punched them in the face. We thanked them for it, and we went home with our tail tucked between our legs. You got to get it together. And if you can't do that, 
It's asinine. So hopefully the Chicago Bears, they learn from this. They go forth. Last three games of the season, we'll see what we bring. But there's a lot to prove left in the last three games of the season. And there's some Bears still with a lot to prove themselves. One of those people being Jalen Johnson. Now, I think Jalen Johnson is proving it, right? Jalen Johnson, there were questions around him, his ability, things like that. He's one of the Bears with the biggest question marks heading into it. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to this. You've got to go out there and perform. And guess what? Jalen Johnson is performing. That price tag keeps going up with the way that Jalen Johnson is performing. And the Chicago Bears got to get it like this. You got to come out here. If you want to keep Jalen Johnson, pay that man a respectable fee. Go to the negotiating table and simply give him an offer. That's what you have to do. If you can't do that, you're doing yourself a disservice. But Jalen Johnson is somebody with things left to prove towards the end of the season. But I would say this, he's proved a lot of it already. And it's hard to take away from what Jalen Johnson has done since those questions started arising about him. But a player that's not is Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney may, may be playing his last three games in the Chicago Bears uniform, especially if the Chicago Bears go Marvin Harrison Jr. in this draft and get a wide receiver like that. And I'd say even if they don't, they, they got a number five overall pick as it stands right now. And there's some wide receiver prospects in this draft that I tell you what, I'm looking at and saying, bye-bye, uh, Darnell Mooney. This is how you're going to perform. Yeah, it's cool you have the best chemistry with Justin Fields. It's great that you guys are friends off the field. All that stuff is all cool. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Full finder, Danny. It's a great story. Feels good. But you know what feels better? Winning. You know what feels better? Execution. You know what feels better? Going out there and getting it done. And him and Justin Fields got a lot to prove on the last half of this, of this well, half, last three games of this season. They have so much to prove, and even and even with this, that said, even if this front office is at the place where some of us Bears fans are and saying, hey, let's improve the trenches, let's improve other things, let's run it back with Justin, we'll see what we can get. Even if this front office is already in there, Justin Fields needs to start proving stuff to himself, right? And we know what Fields can be. We've seen the flashes of it. We need to see consistency from it, though. And so we'll end up seeing if that's the case. If it, like, they got questions around them. That, you can't deny that. You can't deny that. And, you know, I, I think that Justin Fields is up to the test, but let's see. It, but you have to prove it. You have to prove it, and that's what it comes down to, and we'll see if he can. Um, I stand my, my stance on Justin Fields has not changed, but that, that stance has also included that he has development that he needs to do, period. And if you're not going to do that, that time starts ticking for you. And so 
we'll see. That for many people, that that clock has already started ticking. So let's see what it's going to be. But this is a, a off season where a lot of people got questions, right? And so yeah, that uh, Tevin Jenkins. I love Tevin Jenkins when he's healthy. But I tell you what, him and Braxton Jones. This this team, they're going to have to probably fight. Well, Tevin Jenkins is going to get that starting position as long as he's healthy. But Braxton Jones, listen, Braxton Jones got a lot left to prove this season as well if he wants to uh, uh, if he wants to keep being a starter. We've seen the flashes from him. We know he can be. We know he has the potential of to be that. But I tell you what, this Chicago Bears team, I don't think can go through another offseason without bringing in somebody to help push Braxton Jones in that area. And then the center position, that's not even a question anymore. We know we need improvements from that center position overall. So, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of storylines and a lot of things to watch left uh, to, to watch on the back end of the season to see how things develop for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, we'll see. Uh, those answers, I think, are going to get themselves, have clarity to them shortly there after the offseason officially starts. We're going to know what's going on with the Chicago Bears, and we're going to be covering it here, right here, every day at Chicago Bears Central. But before we go, we got two voicemails that I want to get into. This first one, this one's from Fred. Yo, hey, what's up, man? This be your boy Fred, man. Man, after watching that game, man, I'm so disappointed, man, because I was really looking forward to the Bears, you know, coming out getting that win, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I was telling people, I said, I'm not going to not Cleveland. I said, you know, Cleveland do got a good defense. And for Lou Gessy to call the, the, the game the way he did, right along with Iberflus, I'm just like, you know, like, damn, like, y'all, like, come on, man. It's like one minute they go from sugar to shit. And it, it's like we need to go ahead and get rid of these coaches because these coaches not going to do right, you know what I'm saying, by the fans, by the players. They they just not, you know what I'm saying, especially by Justin Fields, man. And everybody keeps talking this bullshit about I think they're going to get rid of Fields. I don't think they're going to get rid of Fields, man. They're going to probably they gonna get him the right coaches because why draft another quarterback if we haven't developed, you know what I'm saying, the one we got. You know what I'm saying? And when I was watching that game, when uh, Cooper uh, caught that touchdown, Terrell Smith could have possibly had an interception. You know what I'm saying? But I guess he over-pursued the play. I don't know, man, because the defense was playing good, so they gave up two, you know what I'm saying, key plays, man. And the defense was tired because if the defense was out there getting them the ball and getting them three and out, the offense should went out there at least put up three touchdowns or something, man. And then for Eberflus to not to kick the field goal before the half, like, dude, like, what, 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 what you be on, man? Like, shit like that, that's a fireball offense. It's time for these coaches to go, man. Enough is enough because I don't want to, I don't want to see the Bears trade Justin Fields for any one of the rookie quarterbacks because I don't think some quarterbacks are better than Justin Fields for one, to be in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Some people may think they are, but why set yourself backwards and trade Fields? And then now you see a rebuilding. You know, him and DJ, it's a dangerous, you know what I'm saying, tandem. So why break that up? You know what I'm saying? Bring him another wide receiver, address that O-line, especially get us a left tackle, uh, a center, possibly another guard because Jenkins can't stay healthy all the time. I like Jenkins, but Jenkins' health issue is a concern. And we definitely need another center. Now, I know, as you said, it might not be no good centers out there, but we got to find somebody that can uh, do way better than Lucas Patrick and, and Cody Whitehair at the guards as well, though, even Jenkins. But I don't know, man. It, it, it's just like, you know what I'm saying, maybe maybe they can, you know, still, you know what I'm saying, win a couple of games, stick it to the playoffs by being eight or nine. Who knows, though? But let me know what you think, man. Chicago up. 
Badass. Listen, time for the coaches to go. Absolutely. Disappointed in the Bears' loss? Absolutely. All Everything that you said is valid. There's more than enough reason to be disappointed in how this team executed down the stretch of this game on both sides of the ball. The defense puts you in a position. And like I said before, a defense should not have to be perfect for a full game just to ha- for you to have a chance to win. There needs to be synergy between that offense and between that defense. And just like earlier in the season, um, you know, Jaquan Brisker went to Justin Fields and apologized for the defense not supporting the offense. I can't remember what game that was. The offense needs to hold that to the defense after this game, period. The offense did not do enough down the stretch of this game to be able to be in a position to win the game, period. And so, yeah, I'm disappointed in it, but everything that you said is valid. Luke Getzey, it's time to get up out of here. There's been nothing that Luke Getzey has shown that he deserves to stay on as the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator, and I've made my thoughts very well known to Matt Eberflus. Even when people were saying, hey, the Bears are winning, he can have a chance to say, yeah, I understood that there was a chance of that, especially if the Bears did win out. But listen, you when people show you who they are, you got to believe them. And the Bears have given up, have not tied for the most double-digit leads in the fourth quarter and still lost the game. That is a fireball offense to me. And I know not everybody's going to agree with that, and that's fine. I don't expect everybody to agree. But that is a fireball offense. And at the end of the day, we do need a new coaching staff, in my opinion. And that new coaching staff is going to make some tough decisions about this roster as well. And we'll see what that brings for the Chicago Bears team and for the future. But I tell you what, the future still looks much brighter. It gets brighter every day that goes by and uh, and Kevin Warren and Ryan Pohl start making the tough decisions. But the future is bright for the Chicago Bears team. We just need to bring it all together. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Roar. What up? What's up? How you doing? Hey, Bobby, C-Dub, Kevo, Steve, the whole squad. Hey, man, after watching that game, that was very heartbreaking. With the Cleveland Browns, bro, we should have won that game. So that's a very fireball offense with loose because that's four games, three or four, um, games that he lost that we was up in double digits. And you're right, uh, Hayes. That's a fireball offense, man. He should be gone. And for all these fools that's in there talking about, oh, Fields should be, you know, traded or whatever, you know, man, I have to tell them right this here. Would, would you be saying that you wouldn't even have this discussion if Fields had a different OC? Yes, he got to go. There's no way. You know what I'm saying? There's no way he's coming back. That dude is horrible. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, who do you think uh, replaced um, um, uh, Eva Flute for the, the defensive coordinator? I mean, I, I'd like to see what, what you guys think about that. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, Flute does, I do give him credit. He does have the defense playing really good right now. Um, also, with the wide receiver, I think Darnell Mooney's definitely up out of here. He's gone, too. So, I'm thinking, like, I'll listen to Bobby. He said he liked that kid, uh, Keon Coleman. I like him, too. But also who I like, too, is um, the kid from uh, uh, Carolina, uh, Xavier Leggett. You know what I'm saying? He has the frame. He's got the, like, DK Metcalf, you know, type of build and everything. Like, and he got, he's he got good hands. So I do like him, too. Uh, what's his name? Duque. Uh, I like him as well. So, I mean, we don't get Marvin Harrison Jr., which I'm hoping and praying that we do get him. Um, I mean, those are some options that we can look at as well. But you don't trade Justin Fields, man. You build around him, get some offensive linemen, man. The offensive line, man, it, it's not it's not, it's not working. Braxton Jones, no. We got to you know, upgrade, man, give him some more help. You know what I'm saying? We got to solidify that offensive line and get a couple more defensive pieces. And, man, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be rocking and rolling. So, man, um, you, let me, let, you guys let me know what you think, man. But um, you don't trade Justin Fields, man. You don't because he's going to go to another team and he's going to light it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you right now. He's going to be our offensive coordinator that's going to lock Justin Fields, 
and he's going to go crazy on the league. You know what I'm, you, you got to build around that kid, man. Give him a good OC, a solid OC, bro. It's going to play towards his strength. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be creative with him and with the, with the receivers. And I hope we get Brock Bowers, too. And I also like that uh, kid from Michigan, um, Blake Blake Borum. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, Barry Sanders. So I like his um, running style. But, man, you guys let me know what you think. Uh, Chicago up. Who replaces Matt Eberflus? Rory, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, of course, you hear the Eric Bieniemies, the B, the Ben Johnsons. Uh, I, I even brought up the the Texans' offensive coordinator. There's a lot of names out there who could potentially replace Matt Eberflus. But here's the thing: when it comes down to it, go out and get the right guy. And I think that's all that I care about at this point is go out and get the right guy. Go out and get a guy that's going to bring or hire the right offensive coordinators or whatever it is that whatever this new staff brings about. We need to go out and get the right guys. We need to do an extensive search because listen. When you're going into a rebuild, you, the things that you need are kind of non-tangible, right? So when we hired Matt Eberflus, the hits principal, all that, it sounded good. We were trying to set an expectation. Ryan Poles understood he was going to be trading away a lot of the key veterans that were big-time contributors for the Chicago Bears team. And, you know, you, you looked at that kind of differently than now. Now you have a top-five defense that can go out there and perform. So you know what you need to bring in in a defensive coordinator. Now you have a player like DJ Moore. You have a running back core and Don, Deontay Foreman. Khalil Herbert, you have Roshan Johnson, you have Cole Komet, who you've now locked into an extension, so that shows you're pretty much set on Cole Komet. We have an offensive line that's solid in areas, but we need to improve the center. We need another tackle. We need some more depth, right? But the the the, the where the where the Bears are right now has drastically changed from when we hired Matt Eberflus. So now that extensive shirts had to happen to get the right guy, and so that's what this this front office needs to do, and that's what it is. Now, as far as Darnell Mooney. I do think that the writing may be on the wall for Darnell Mooney in the Chicago Bears uniform, which I said earlier. I definitely think that that could be a possibility. And if that does happen, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You got to perform or get off. That just is what it is. You have to perform. And Darnell Mooney is left much to be desired. And I don't, and that's not to say that Darnell Mooney can't go to another team and be productive in areas because I really do think he can be. But I think even outside of that, if you go out and get some of these other wide receivers, like of course, a Marvin Harrison Jr., the story's written on that one. You ain't even got to worry about it. Don't even, let's not even talk about it, right? You get Marvin Harrison Jr., to me, uh, Darnell Mooney's up out of there at this point. But even some of the other wide receivers in this draft, like like uh, you said with Bobby, the Keon Coleman. Now, he's projected to go in the 20s, so that would probably mean that the Bears have traded down or something like that. But he's definitely a guy that I wouldn't mind the Bears bringing in. He's a, he's a big uh, wide receiver, 6'4", 215 pounds, that can be an absolute dog at the next level. So that's somebody that you can definitely look at. Malik Neighbors as well out of LSU. Another six foot, 200 pounds, not as big as Keon, but another guy that you can definitely look at. But my the crown jewel for me is Marvin Harrison Jr. He's the best player in this draft overall, the best talent, the best prospect, and I would not be mad if the Bears do take him number one overall. Now, as far as don't trade Justin Fields, you already know how I feel about that, Rory. At the end of the day, I think this. You got, you got a couple more years before you have to make the tough decision on Justin Fields. You can make it now if you're completely wild and made sure that and you're, the, the front office is sure that uh, one of these guys in this draft is the guy to push it. But at the end of the day, like if you improve your offensive line, you improve your, your, your weapons, whenever you do or if you do move on from Justin Fields, that new quarterback is coming into a much better situation than what Justin Fields came into and eliminates some of those questions from the onset. So that definitely plays a part in it as well. But we'll see. I haven't switched up on Justin. I'm not going to switch up yet. But those questions do remain there, and you got to find answers to those questions. So that's my thought process on it. Thank you guys so much for leaving your voicemails. Tell you guys how you can leave in some of your own here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, 
chicagobearcentralgmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-27, I'm sorry, that's wrong, uh, uh, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end every episode on, Chi-Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media. Media.